Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, strong and powerful David Hayes. David, are you ready to do this? I love strong and powerful. Yes, I'm ready to do it now. <laughs> Let's do it. David is the founder, president, and senior consultant of Comprehensive Financial Consultants, Inc. He is a co-author of Today's Guide to Retirement Planning. He co-hosts weekly radio show, Your Money with David Hayes. He's an active member of his community. I'm excited to have you on. Davis, tell us, David, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Right, man. I'm a father of just one. I did not do my part when it came to building a strong base of millennials, <laughs> but my son's 18 years old, just graduated high school, and nice. my wife of now 25 years has put up with me the entire time. Enjoy fishing. Uh, enjoy time with my friends. We just came back from a Canada trip a couple of days ago. Got some nice walleye and pike up there, so that was a lot of fun. I took my dad as well. So we have we have a lot of uh, a lot of time in our world uh, to waste, and I like to waste it doing stuff productive. But I've been in business 25 years here at Comprehensive Financial. Uh, we have 13 employees. We manage about 600 million dollars of assets. I've been doing the weekly radio show Your Money with David Hayes for the last 17 years. We'll give people more information about how they can get my podcast uh, when we wrap up the show today. And pretty much work with uh, pre- and post-retirees, so individuals. And our part of our mission statement is simply to inspire the people we touch to do the right things financially for themselves, their families, and their businesses. And we'll communicate to them, giving them confidence in our abilities to serve them. So that's basically our mission statement, and we've been doing that for 25 years. Well, congratulations on all those things. Do you consider it to be a, a bigger accomplishment to, to have successfully been in business in, for 25 years or to get your son through high school? Yeah, great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we struggled with that a little bit, but fortunately he's going he, to move on and take a uh, construction management program through Purdue University awesome. starting in the fall. So we'll get him through the summer and hopefully you know, get him off into the fall and my wife and I, then we'll be empty nesters. A whole nother challenge, an opportunity. A whole nother challenge and opportunity. You got it. I love it. So, I mean, pre and post retirees, that's that's kind of a kind of a moving target or, or a tricky thing these days. Well, you have ten thousand people a day now turning seventy in America, but wow. you also have ten thousand people a day turning, you know, fifty five. Actually it's a little more than that. <laughs> so that this 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 pig through the python of retirees is coming and I feel very fortunate and grateful. I wasn't smart enough to think forward and say, hey, what if you had 25 years experience? And by the way, 10,000 people a day are retiring in America. I did not have that foresight. I just was really, really lucky to be in the right place at the right time. But you know, going back to why you do things, I have, I had a football coach in high school and I was getting ready to head off to college. I played, played a year of college football. And he said, you know, what do you want to do? And I quickly came back with, I want to be a math teacher and a football coach. He said, well, why do you want to be a math teacher? 
so I can be a football coach. And he said, you don't have to be a teacher to be a coach. Go off to school, figure out what you want to do, and then you can always come back and coach football with me. So quickly I went off to school and learned that I did not want to be a math teacher, uh, but I wanted to do something that could involve teaching and educating, and, and ultimately that's what I ended up doing, but it just happened to be in personal finance. So I was able to educate people on, in the early days, how much you need to save, what kind of investments do you need to have, how do you manage your cash flows and debts. And then my practice as time progressed moved more into planning for retirement and then helping people maintain and manage their accounts throughout retirement, which is really challenging. When you have volatile stock markets and you have low interest rates, how do you do that? Because one of the biggest risks people face is longevity risk. And now you might think, well, isn't living a long time good? Well, sure, it's good if you're healthy. But the bad part about longevity risk is it's a risk multiplier. The longer you live, the better chance you have you'll have another stock market crash. The longer you live, the better chance you're going to have inflation that will erode the purchasing power of your money. The longer you live, the better chance you're going to have of a medical illness, maybe long-term care, to erode all of your personal savings. So longevity risk is something that I think is the number one risk that retirees need to face and need to simply take that off the table. So that's where we find our sweet spot. We certainly enjoy helping people manage the taxes in retirement as well. Taxes are the most expensive thing in retirement. Where else, when you go into your retirement account and pull out $100, you have to send 30 of it to the IRS, and, and that's not fair. And that's what we try to do is convince people we need to figure out a way to get out of the crosshairs of, of taxes, and, and I believe higher taxes down the road. Because when you're running the deficits that we're running, you have to pay the piper at some point in our lives, and that will be in the form of higher taxes. Because only about 30% of the spending in our federal government's budget is actually discretionary. About 70% of it is non-discretionary, stuff that we've already promised for, you know, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, certainly the interest on the debt and other things. So there's not a lot of squeezing that we can actually do. The only place to raise the capital to pay for the things we've already promised is raising taxes. So we spend a lot of time educating people on these different topics and then showing them solutions and hopefully delivering results. Yeah, well, I appreciate everything you just said. And obviously, you have a heart and a, a mind for education. It's something you've always wanted to do. And I mean, just having done, well, probably everything about your life, but having done a radio show for, I think you said, 17 years, mm -hmm. that's, 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 that's pretty incredible. With, with adult learning, you know, it's, it's like different. I have, a, I have a two and a half year old. You have an 18 year old. It's like you can tell these kids and people probably the, 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 the best information in the world, but it doesn't necessarily always sink in. And I'm sure that you've experienced that working with 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, and 50-year-olds. Do you find that there's a certain time in somebody's life when it starts to click and they say, you know what, I, I better start really taking this seriously? Well, I think that the issue is, for instance, my mom and dad, they were both the early baby boomers, and no one told them what they needed to do to prepare for retirement. And the reason was because everyone in front of them didn't have to worry about it. They had pensions. Right. They'd worked for the same company for 40 years. they get Social Security and a pension, and they were all set until my mom and dad realized, uh-oh, we don't have a pension. And listen, Social Security sounds like it might be a little bit shaky. So we're on our own. So they didn't even actually start saving for retirement in a serious way. Now, we were kind of, you know, I would say somewhat on the poorer side of the tracks, uh, very blue-collar family. But they didn't really start saving until all of us were out of the house, off the payroll. And then they were like, uh-oh, we better start doing this. So in their 50s is really when they got started. So I think each situation is different. But now 
uh, those baby boomers are saying to their kids, as soon as they get their first job, you have to do this. And they tell them right right out of the gate. So I'm seeing the younger people actually get off to a much quicker and faster start when they take that first job and they get into that 401k or 403b plan. And I always tell people, listen, be that guy, be that gal at that office, at that school that says to that brand new teacher, you have to do this. You don't get a 23-year-old school teacher coming in thinking about retirement. They're thinking about their class curriculum they need to put together and how much worry they have about the kids that are disruptive. They're not thinking about this stuff. And they we have moved into the world of auto-enrollment, so a lot of people move into a new job and they'll automatically enroll you, but they don't enroll you at enough. They just barely enroll you. Usually it's at the match level. Maybe it's 3%, maybe it's 6%. So I, I think it's it, going back to your question, sinking in, I mean, people do spend more time. My wife has spent much more time planning our Disney vacations and the summer beach vacation than she's ever thought about planning for retirement uh, or or how to get out of the crosshairs of higher taxes. I mean, none of that. We we do we plan in things stick that are fun, and the planning is not always fun, but it's a little bit like exercise, you know, and, and eating right. I mean, once you start seeing results, it does actually get somewhat exciting, and it perpetuates itself, and that's. Only thing I can say is how do you educate people? You have to. You can only educate people that want to be educated. You, you can't. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. And that's where I think having employers um, that are more paternalistic or maternalistic take take control of that communication and say, listen, we really want you guys to be successful in retirement. We want you to be able to educate your kids. We want you to be able to pay off your debts. And here's the education to help you with that. So lunch and learns, we're seeing a lot of companies institute financial lunch and learns. We do them for some companies here locally in Bloomington, Indiana, where I'm from. And and we can see it's making a big difference. We're, they're, they're happier employees if they implement some of the strategies, and happier employees are more productive employees. That's the truth. And I like the language you used earlier, talking about how you're working to inspire people to do the right things financially. Um and that's coaching in me. You know, I still coach, actually still coach youth football because I love it so much. But when you can inspire someone to want to get better in football or any other athletic uh, uh, event or, or sport, that's rewarding. So to be able to inspire someone to do the right things financially, it, like all the things I mentioned before, it, that's exciting. That gets me going. And that's really what you would call me is my why. Nice. Appreciate that. You also talked about, and, and, and you talked about how longevity risk is probably the biggest, biggest, um, biggest challenge or risk that that we're all going to face in our retirement. Certainly, as healthcare advances, we're going to live longer and longer and longer. Um, do do people do people understand that, or do you really need to educate on that? They need educated on it, and and when you start to educate them on it, they're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, when you when you think about risk. You can do a couple things. You can just accept it and say, you know what, if that happens to me, then that happens to me. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'm willing to take the risk. You can manage the risk. You know, you can do things like take better care of yourself. You can structure your investments to be a little more all weather, or you can transfer that risk like we do with our homeowner's insurance or car insurance or life insurance. And you can ensure that longevity through something called, as my friend Tom Hegna has said, an annuity. It's the only product out there from a retirement income perspective where you can create your own pension. And in this environment, we have so much beating on annuities, but I don't think the public understands the differences in different types of annuities. So we've been trying to, with my radio show and other platforms, help explain and help people understand how you can transfer this risk to an insurance company, and they can take that risk off the table for you. 
What's interesting is a lot of the pension funds are doing that now. They're transferring that risk over to an insurance company. General Motors did it. They moved it over to um, they moved to Prudential, I believe. And then I just saw where uh, the state of Indiana um, just transferred some of that to American United Life because they're they they're in this business. When you're only on one side of the trade, as we would say, on the longevity side. You're on the wrong side. Insurance companies, they're on both sides. They're on the life insurance side, and they're on the annuity side. So if they're paying out annuity payments for a long time, guess what? They're not paying out a lot of life insurance claims at the same time. If they're paying out uh, annuity payments for a short amount of time, that means they're paying out more more life insurance. So when I tell people this, Tom Hegna, if you don't follow him, folks, you need to. He's, he's actually semi-retiring this this summer, which I hate to hear that. But he has a great example of four 90-year-old women, and they all meet and they decide, hey, let's, let's put our money together and try to do something with it. But what they do, they throw $100 each in a, in a box, and they tape it shut, and they say, next year when we come back, we're going to split it up and see how much is in here. Well, when they came back, only three of them had survived that year. One had sadly passed away, so now there was $400 split between three people. They said, that works so well. Let's do it again. They put it right back into a box. They tape it up. They come back. One had passed away. Now there's two. Now two people are splitting $400. Each of them have now received a 100% return on their investment without having one ounce of it in the market, no interest paid at all, and that's what we call mortality credits. And that's the only investment that you can make that will give you both interest, your money back, and mortality credits. The third piece to that is an insurance company. So that's what we call an annuity, plain and simple, and that's called an immediate annuity if you want to know, or any of the annuities that give you guaranteed lifetime income have mortality credit. So th- that takes education. I mean, no one would even understand that if you just said longevity risk, living too long, you're going to you know, you know, know, run out of money. I mean, that's the fears they have, but then what's the solutions? And it, this is the way that we uh, communicate and educate, and like you said, hopefully inspire people to do the right thing. Yeah, appreciate the shout out for Tom Hegna. He is a he is a Money Savage alumni, and he'll be coming back on here in a couple of weeks to, to talk about his 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 semi retirement coming up. So excited to have that conversation. <laughs> well, with he Tom. did. So he was on my show too. Uh, I don't know a few maybe a month ago, and and he announced then that he was moving into something called semi retirement, and. Then I find out every time where I turn, he's still popping up. So he's not—he's not even close to being semi-retired. <laughs> That's funny. Well, then again, Tom is a hard-working guy, so maybe just slowing down a little bit constitutes a semi-retirement. But um, so, why why do so many people have such a negative view of of an annuity? Well, the the media has been. I mean, Susie Orman's been on them for years. Ken Fisher's been on them now. I hate annuities. When you have a commercial that runs every thirty minutes, it says, "I hate annuities." And but but there that's almost like saying i hate cars or i hate right some it's such a general statement but folks need to understand that there's different types of annuities and the one that gets the the beat on is the variable annuity and the reason is it's expensive i always this is an example i've given many many times you have two cruise ships that you get to pick from exact same size same itinerary same everything except for one thing one of them does not have lifeboats now I have not seen a cruise ship sink in since the Titanic. Well, actually, there was that one in Spain where the guy rented up on a roof, reef, I think, as he was waving to someone on the beach that he knew. But for the most part, cruise ships don't sink. You get sick on them sometimes, but they don't sink. Right. The difference between the two is the one without lifeboats cost 20% less. 
So you can either pay for the lifeboats, pay that extra 20% and have lifeboats so that the thing does sink, you have something to cruise off in, or you can say, no, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to go with the cruise ship that it costs less and does not have lifeboats. Well, the difference is one of them is straight-up investments, the cheaper one, and then the annuity, the variable annuity, is those with lifeboats. So it's up to you. If you need the comfort of lifeboats, then you can still buy a variable annuity, but they do cost a lot. This, they always say it's not too good to be true when I say you have lifetime guaranteed income. You have a death benefit. You have all these great you know, bells and whistles with the VA, but – it's not free. It's not too good to be true. It's too good to be free. So that's that's where the beat on annuities have come from is the expense of a variable annuity. But folks, there are three different types of annuities. There's a fixed annuity, no different than a time deposit at a bank. There is an immediate annuity, which you exchange your cash for guaranteed cash flow. There's a fixed indexed annuity, which gives you interest credits based on the market but yet has no risk. Guess what? In those three examples, most of them have zero fees. So of the four annuities that are out there, fixed, fixed indexed, variable, and immediate, only one of the three even have any cost at all. So that, that, but that's the one that gets focused on, and that's why the, the attitude, I think, in the public, because of the people that I mentioned before and others, have beat on annuities consistently. Got it. So that's once it. again, you come back to it. It's education. That's right. Well, David, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, man, I, I've got so many <laughs> tips. But I, I, this is the main one I've been running with right now is that when you look at the current budget of the United States, 77 cents of every dollar is going to pay for four things, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and interest on our debt. And then in a short a period of time, some people estimate it to be less than 10 years, that it will be 94 cents of every dollar coming in will pay for those four things. That simply leaves six cents to pay for everything else. When I say everything, I mean everything. That's the armed forces. It's Congress. It's the FAA, the SEC. It's all the people out there that regulate us. Where's, what's going to happen? Well, taxes are going to go up. In fact, David Walker who, again, Tom Hegna talks about a lot. He was the former comptroller of the United States under both Clinton and Bush. He's the one that says taxes. And he was, I mean, this, this is like the CPA of America at the time. He perhaps knew more about the country's finances than anybody. And he says that taxes will have to double for us simply to pay for the things we've already promised. And guess what, folks? Right now we are in the lowest tax environment we have ever been in in the history of the United States government. So – Use it as an opportunity to put money away tax-free. What does that mean? Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, Roth conversions. Here's, here's my analogy we use here in the Midwest. If you were a farmer and you had an opportunity to pay taxes on the seed that went in the ground, or you would want to wait and pay it on the harvest that it created, what would you rather do? There's not a single person that says, I'll pay it on the seed. Well, that's what you're doing with a Roth IRA. You're paying it now. You're paying it at zero, maybe 12, 22, 24%. Rather than saying this, I'm going to put this money away today, and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to pay the tax on it. I'm going to roll the dice. And then down the road, you're going to pull that money out at an unknown tax rate and, and maybe double what they are today. So I've been telling people one of the things you can do to really help protect yourselves and your family is to pay the tax now. Pay off that lien that the IRS has on your IRAs and your 401ks because when it comes to 
taking the money out tax-free, it's so much better than, ta- than taxable. When you want to go buy that boat and it costs forty grand, you don't have to take seventy-five or eighty thousand dollars out to net your forty. You take forty out to get forty. Understand this too, folks: that if you're married, filing a joint return, when the when the first spouse dies, two things happen. Your income goes down. You always lose at least one check, one Social Security check, maybe maybe some others go away, and your taxes double. You go from being married finally and jointly to single, and it literally doubles. So why would you not want to have more tax-free money? You want tax-free money. So that's the number one tip I can give people right now is to put more money away today that you've already paid the taxes on, convert money from taxable to tax-free, and live a tax-free retirement. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. And David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? You can go to CF, like Charlie Frank, charlieigloo.us, and you can go over to iTunes or Google Play Music and type into the store, Your Money with David Hayes, and you can subscribe to the podcast. It's about 43 minutes long each and every week. And if you subscribe, as you know, listening to this great podcast, that you'll get little alerts that say, hey, a new one's been posted. And people like Tom Hegna has been on my show, uh, but we cover lots of different financial topics, soup to nuts, and I think you'd really enjoy it. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show David your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to cfci.us and go to iTunes or Google Play and check out the Your Money with David Hayes podcast. Thank you again, David. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show what's up savage nation please support the show by subscribing leave us a review and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it come on